Her father, Neil, was a Hollywood fixture, a charismatic Anglican minister who was known as the Padre of Hollywood. In a film career that started in the 1920s, he would consult or appear as a minister, usually uncredited, in over 300 films. On screen, he married Claudette Colbert and Clark Gable in It Happened One Night. Off-screen, he officiated at the weddings of the stars themselves. Molly and Henry became a respected Hollywood couple, living first in an apartment in Beverly Hills and later in their first and only home, a grand residence in Pacific Palisades on Chautauqua Boulevard, overlooking Rivas Canyon in the Santa Monica Mountains. They would live there all their lives. Henry continued his writing, and Molly was the force of nature who looked after his every need. She maintained their beautiful home life, oversaw their social activities, and organized wonderful soirees for their friends, a set that included Peggy Chantler Dick, writer of the Dennis the Menace and Hazel television series, and her psychologist husband, Douglas Dick, a former actor and writer with over 71 film credits. Ava Astaire, Fred's daughter and her husband, Richard McKenzie, Dick Sargent, a star of Bewitched, and Broadway and film star Nancy Walker and her husband David Craig, who taught musical theater. In 1959, Henry's first novel, The Hostage, was published. It tells the story of a six-year-old boy trapped in a moving van with two killers after witnessing a murder. It would later be filmed by Crown International. A second novel, Death on the Sixth Day, would follow in 1961. He began writing for television, penning episodes for Alfred Hitchcock Presents, the Bus Stop series, and later, Perry Mason. Molly's acting career thrived with appearances on television, which, over time, would include The Andy Griffith Show, The Twilight Zone, Gomer Pyle, Hazel, Petticoat Junction, The Brady Bunch, Bewitched, and The Rockford Files. Then Molly was diagnosed with cancer. The couple became strapped for money, and Henry, who had always been plagued by writer's block, decided he had to come up with a really commercial idea. Inspiration came in the form of Jane Winslow, the very young daughter of his and Molly's friend, Yvonne. I was told by my mother and others that every time Henry came visiting, I would run screaming from the room, remembers Jane. Today, an award-winning digital filmmaker, media producer and director, and a professor at SUNY Oswego. Jane's display of histrionics would remind Henry of other Baby Jane types, Baby Peggy of silent films and vaudeville's Baby Rose Marie, the singing child wonder who was now grown up and a regular on the Dick Van Dyke show. It set an idea in motion. I decided on a story so outrageous that it couldn't help but be commercial, he recalled. The story involved a former child star known in vaudeville as Baby Jane and her sister Blanche, who had become a glamorous movie star in Golden Age Hollywood. He decided that Blanche must be beautiful beyond description, a photographer's dream who, without trying, could project glamour such that few other stars ever could. Still, she didn't have any large performing talent, which was all right for the time and place but a matter of acute pain and jealousy to Jane, who had talent to burn. Indeed, Blanche did have a career and future worth killing over, and I had to make the audience feel that in the past and present, Blanche had something to lose, and through Jane, was about to lose it.
He was also aware of the tightrope he was walking between suspense, drama, and high camp. The subject of early movies, kitty stars and movie queens already embodied the camp element just by nature. It had been exploited over and over for years. But, Henry concluded, I felt I should just let it exist to the degree that it was already inherent in the story and characters, and let it go at that. He had no idea that he was introducing a whole new subgenre of gothic horror to the world. Immediately following the book's publication, an option to produce the story on the Broadway stage was taken by Gabriel Kotzka. However, a film producer, Robert Aldrich, saw the screen potential in the material and optioned the film rights, acquiring Kotzka's stage rights as well. Aldrich opted to go the film route, and he didn't have to look far for the ideal cast. Joan Crawford, a superstar.